Hello and welcome to Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. Beat My Guest is a trivia podcast where each episode, one guest will take up residence in the torturous hot seat and attempt to prove that their Mensa membership was no fluke. The rules? Well, they tend to change from time to time in order to keep my guests on their toes, but for the current version of the game, the rules are about as simple as they can get. Only one question will be asked. Only one answer will be required. Get it right, you win all the glory, but get it wrong. And you win all the shame. So welcome to a podcast that is guaranteed, much like our theme song, to be about mm, 75% true. And join the millions of people who are playing along at home, hoping that they too can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to Alex Jacob. Alex, how are you, sir? Ba, 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 ba. I'm doing great, AJ. Good. Uh, thanks for having me. This is uh, going to be fun. You might be the first person to actually get my 75% true joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't sing the chorus. I won't. <laughs> thank you very much. We might uh, already be in copyright violations. But uh, before we set adrift on that memory bliss, uh, welcome to the hot seat. Your first time here. Uh, why don't you give everybody out there the elevator pitch, the thumbnail sketch. Who are you? What do you do? What do you done? What do you did? All that good stuff. Uh, I'm Alex Jacob. Um, I was the uh, Jeopardy Tournament of Champions winner back in uh, 2015. So that was the one before Buzzy Cohen. And uh, I was in the All-Stars Tournament that they had a couple years ago. I uh, just launched my uh, new trivia league. It's called School of Trivia. You can find that uh, at uh, schooloftrivia.com or find me on Twitter. And all the information is there. Yeah, I guess that's about it. Oh, you could know me from from poker. I, uh, I was a professional poker player uh, uh, back in back in the day and uh had some tv appearances here and there so could know me from that as well but that's pretty much me yeah luckily joan rivers is no longer allowed to go a poker player <laughs> oh i remember that when she uh she had that attitude on me i was i was actually not too pleased with that attitude she had against annie duke right even yeah. though you know i mean i'm not like a big fan of annie duke or anything like that but what am I? I'm saying too much now. Annie <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duke well, doesn't listen to this, does she? Yeah, well, who knows? I mean, I know you listened to this, uh, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Helmuth. No, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll avoid that whole. No, yeah, uh, she was on The Apprentice, and she really uh, talked some crap about poker players on that. But uh, you want, know you know, uh, she's a legend, so we'll forgive her. Yeah, indeed, we'll we'll, we'll forgive uh, a lot. Uh, of of people who appeared on that show, but we won't talk about the show much more because <laughs> there's a few people we won't forgive. But anyway, I'm getting myself in trouble. Let's move on here. Uh, <laughs> We're both saying too much. We're both saying too much. Pro probably, probably, and we won't bring up uh, Mike Postle or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, the way we play this game is fairly simple. There's one question before you, Alex. By the end of the episode, you'll get to answer that question. Hopefully, you'll be right, and I'll be happy. I'll be right with the world. And the question is very simple, because it's the same question each and every episode this season. Which one of the four facts that I'm about to read to you is not, in fact, a fact, but is, in fact, a fiction? Uh, which of these four things is not true? Uh, generally speaking here, uh, the four facts I'm going to give you are going to come from some sort of umbrella theme, which may or may not help you uh, ballpark uh, what you're about to hear, but I like to give my uh, guest a little bit of an illusion of free will. So I'm actually going to give you the choice here 
I'm going to give three, three categories to you, and you will get to choose which of these three overarching categories you would like to attempt uh, to tackle in today's episode. Uh, please, listen to the categories. Let me know what you think about each one. We have for you today, Praise Pareidolia. We have I'd Love to Break a Leg. And we have Ross and the Mountain. So, praise Pareidolia. I'd love to break a leg. Ross and the Mountain, please. Alex, let me into your brain a little bit here. What are you thinking about those three? Okay. Pick the first one first. Praise Pareidolia. Can I ask for a spelling on that? Because I'm not even, uh, I'm kind of flummoxed right off the bat. I'm not even sure what, what I'm hearing here. What is it? It's kind of what funny is the second, you... you spell the second word? Yeah, the way you put it is actually very amusing. P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A. You may not be uh, sure of what you're hearing here because actually pareidolia is the illusion, either visually or auditory or other some sense, where you uh, are confused and uh, by what you hear or see. Or uh, okay, you know. all right. So okay. The fact that you were confused well, so by what you heard makes perfect sense. <laughs> that was very sporting of you that you uh, explained that uh, for me. I probably uh, should have had that knowledge myself. Okay, so, so that's something about being confused, all right, which is kind of, I guess, the whole theme of this podcast <laughs> uh, i guess being confused about what they're hearing so let's uh, uh so i'd love to break a leg so i'm trying to think is that gonna be i'd love to break a leg and if it, is that gonna be about like acting or is that is this like an anatomy lesson of some kind or or about uh or or, or about specifically about leg injuries i'd love to break a leg I'm trying to see if any of these categories, I maybe feel like I know something about, and I'm coming up empty so far. Ross and the Mountain. Ross and the Mountain. I'm not sure. Again, I'm. I, I feel like I must be missing a reference to something, unless it's just literally um, stories about guys named Ross. Um, but it it may well be, and and I'm still not missing the reference. Uh, let's. We'll go with uh, what maybe seems to be, in my mind, the most specific category, and maybe you won't be able to, uh, there won't be as many uh, uh, good stories for you to choose from, and I'll be able to ferret out the fake money easier. Uh, got, you know, I've got a whole game plan here, so let's go with Ross and the Mountain. All right, Ross and the Mountain, we'll get into it as we get into it. Uh, just to remind you, Alex, and to let the folks at home who are listening know that uh, three out of the four things I'm about to read to you will be completely 100% factual. The fourth, not as much, but the thing that makes this a fiction is not going to be something very super nitpicky. It's not going to be where I say something happened in the year 1970, and no, in fact, it happened in January of 1971, and I have fooled you on a technicality. It is not that sort of thing. Whatever it is that makes it the fiction is going to be a complete factual error, something that is 100% proven to be false, even though uh, a large essence of what I am saying may be, in fact, true. So, do we understand the rules? Yes, and uh, you know, I, uh, if I'm uh, about anything, I am about uh, game show preparation. So I spent the morning binging uh, some of your your episodes. So I feel like I'm in the zone here. I, I, I heard one episode, poor uh, uh, Dan Felsenheld, who I know from the from the Jeopardy world, uh, 
he had he had the interview. He's like, I heard this on a podcast. It must be true, but uh, this one part of it that he picked that one is the wrong one. Try not to make a mistake like that. I try to, if I you're not trying to trick us. If I feel like it's, I've heard of it, I'm not going to pick that one as the fake one. That's my that's my rule. All right. Well, let's see how it goes for you, and uh, let's get this party started. I, I, you feel ready to me. Uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> Remember, feel free to interrogate me after each one. We're going to pause and uh, stop down after each fact to get your input, your feelings as we go, because this is an audio medium, and uh, you know, just looking at your face and nodding is not going to help anybody. So, <laughs> fact number one: David Schwimmer may never be able to escape from the shadow of his having played the iconic sitcom character Ross Geller on Friends, but that doesn't mean he stopped trying for two seasons now. Schwimmer has starred as Jerry Bernstein in the British sitcom Intelligence as a liaison to a cyber crimes unit based in the UK. One of his co-stars on the show is Welsh actor Ian White, who played, amongst other roles, Gregor the Mountain Clegane during season two of Game of Thrones. White plays a character named Mr. Walker, a wink and a nod to his time spent on the HBO show. Hey. All right, so the so the so the fact is that David Schwimmer is currently uh, on a uh, British sitcom. Uh, and so, so that's that that sounds like it could be. Uh, I don't. I uh, I I, I uh, don't. I haven't been following, unfortunately, the post Friends career. Well, besides, uh, I guess what was he in Band of Brothers, and uh, was he in that and uh, the the OJ the OJ uh, trial the show. OJ thing where he was he, good in uh... that. He says Uncle the, Juice about 53 points. times, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So that's what David Schwimmer's been up to. So I could see him getting, he, you know, he got some notice in the, yeah, I, know, I don't recall him in anything really in the U.S. after since the O.J. thing. So it would make sense for him to be working somewhere because that was a pretty prominent thing. And it would make sense for him to be, if, if he was on something uh overseas that i would might not have heard of i don't know i i will ad admit to not being on the game of thrones train uh, ever or at least yet so i don't know about uh, uh about verifying any of that part of it but it, uh i don't have any reason to think it's not true let's see i'm just trying to i gotta i gotta Think of everything in the lens of, you know, you wrote this category, you know, as a trivia writer myself, AJ. Sure. You know, you wrote this category, Ross and the Mountain. And, and which of these, one or, one or, which one or two of these stories is the reason that this category was written? Because you probably came across one or two stories and, and you said, these are the outlandish, awesome stories that people will think are false. So that's, I'm going to go. So it's kind of like a poker thing. I'm going strong versus weak. So which is, whichever one is the most plausible, I'm going to try to pick that as the fake one. So whether, whether it's this one or not, I'm not sure, but I guess, I guess we're, we're ready to move on. I think it could be true, but I, I'm going to have to hear the other ones. All right. Well, and that's how the game is played. So uh, obviously no one's asking you to uh, push all your chips into the center of the table just yet. Uh, sure, we need sure. more information and that information will continue now with fact. A number two. John Ross was an officer in the Royal Navy and in 1818 was chosen to command the first of the modern searches for a Northwest Passage 
connecting the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans by way of the Arctic. He took his ship, the HMS Isabella, up Baffin Bay, right to the entrance of the Lancaster Sound, but told his crew to turn around and head for home. When he saw that the ship's path was blocked by a chain of mountains, he dubbed the Croker Mountains. His crew was confused and angry by the decision for many reasons, but primarily because not one of them saw any mountains at all. The next year, the ship returned, without Ross, of course, and sailed right through the non-existent obstacle and halfway across Canada. Okay. All right. John Ross, officer in the Navy. He saw mountains. Okay, so he... so. So he saw, you're saying, okay, so in the story, John Ross saw the Croker Mountains. He, 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 he claimed that they were mountains and nobody else could see, could see any of them. Yeah, he, he was the captain of the ship. You know, uh, they're, they're explorers. No one had really sailed these, these ways before. Everyone's searching for this little Northwest Passage um, because trade routes, you know, whoever finds that is going to get a really uh, advantage to go. You know, if you can go from the Atlantic to the Pacific and kind of, create your own Panama Canal, you're golden there, trade routes and all that stuff. Um, but he's like, well, look, there's these mountains right here. We got to turn around. And the rest of his crew is going, what the, what's, what's this guy talking about? There's no mountains there. He's like, nope, the mountains, we got to turn. But, but there's no oh. mountains. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to listen to the captain. Yeah. Well, let's go back. <laughs> uh, certainly an awkward situation. So um, you said uh, so. They returned. You said obviously without Ross. Is that implying that you know he was was he removed from his post in some way, or they, it was just happenstance that he was not on the next mission? Or, or no, they 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 went back home, and the you know, the guy who financed the home, you know, the, the Royal Navy. I guess there's uh, I don't know who's in charge. The Royal Navy, the Queen, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know king or queen at the time was like. Well, what do you mean? I told you to go find the Northwest Passage and like, you know, you listen to the crew, like there's no mountains, there's no mountains. There's no mountains. So it was like, well, Ross, get out of here. And they sent everybody back. Sure. So they just got kind of a new captain and uh, yeah, did the whole yeah. thing again. Some, some he was, was the captain, below. Ross? Ross was the captain of the... Ross was the captain, was yeah. or, or at least in charge of, of this particular ship. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Well, the one thing I do know and who knows if this is relevant, if this will help me or even hurt me in terms of discerning whether this is true or false. But there is, you know, the Ross Sea, you know, makes sense that at least this person, John Ross, the, you know, ex, you know cap, ship captain and could be a, a real person that you didn't just make up. Of course, it could be a person that you made up and or a real person that you just made up the story to go along with. So <laughs> I don't know how that much is going to help me, but it, it, I guess if I had to lean one way or the other, I should lean towards it being true because I know the Rossi is a thing, but Hmm. Okay. What else can I pick up in this? Is there anything you said it was 1818. It seems like about the right time for, so they were going. They were trying to. Were they trying to find the Northwest Passage? Is that what you said? Yeah, basically, you know, they're entering uh, by way of the Atlantic. They want to see if they can cut across to the Pacific via the Arctic sure. kind of regions. And like, hey, you know, if we don't have to, if we can. You know, the Earth's thinner up there. It'll be a shorter trip and speed us along and all that good stuff. Sure, sure, it makes sense. It. Uh... 
trying to see maybe I can get you talking and see if I can figure oh, yeah, out. That's, 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 I, I've been told yeah, I have. Is, I the, have... is the world fully fleshed out here or is it just like surface details? Like, does he have the. <laughs> Do I even remember writing? Did he read a whole Wikipedia place? article or he, did he just come up with something uh, in, in 15 sure, minutes? Sure, or sure. I've been told I have a very, very good uh, ability to disguise my tells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this, it's, uh, it's interesting, this format, because I don't, I, I, I feel like I may not be exposed as much on the trivia front, but I may be exposed on the poker front. So it's kind of interesting for me here. <laughs> we'll see if I can <laughs> read you correctly. Uh, but anyway, yeah, video off because, now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Don't uh, put away that box of Oreos there. <laughs> um, that's a roundish reference for anyone who. who just get so um, I uh, so North so uh, I, because of the Ross Sea, I guess I'm, I guess I'm leaning towards that one being true as well. But you know, a common theme listening to your episodes of this of this format is uh, the guest just every single story says, well, well, that could be plausible. And then they get to the end, it's like, well, they're all plausible. And then they have to pick one. So I guess that may be me. And uh, I'm seeing now why that tends to happen to people. But um, I guess unless there's anything else you think I should know, then I guess we should move on. We can move on. Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will say uh, when, I, when I write these, every single time I think, well, obviously the fiction is going to be obviously the fiction. It hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> I'm always afraid that like, well, three perfectly plausible stories and the fiction is obviously false and this is not a contest. But, uh, you know, knock wood, we'll keep the streak going of at least making it difficult for you. And we'll continue the difficulty by adding another ball into the juggle of act uh, number three. Alex, you know, many people fondly remember Bob Ross and his soothing voice from years of painting landscapes on television. In 1961, Ross enlisted in the Air Force and was stationed in Alaska, where he saw snow-covered mountains for the very first time in his life. Clearly, the image left a lasting impact on the young man. In an analysis of all of the paintings that Ross created during the 31 seasons of The Joy of Painting, a good 39% of them featured almighty mountains. 34% contained peaceful mountain lakes, with only happy little clouds being seen more on the show, making their way into 44% of all of his aired programs. Okay. Bob Ross. I, I, I haven't gotten into um, his kind of resurgence, you know, on Netflix recently, and I haven't... I, I uh, of course aware of Bob Ross, know who he is, and the happy little clouds. Feel it's one of these things where when you said he was in the Air Force, I immediately was like, "Yes, that's true." I feel like I've heard that, but then I was like, "Did I hear?" You know, is it? <laughs> there's there's like a couple of these guys that are like, there's like an ur it's like an urban legend that they were you know in the military. You know, it is, is, it, is it one of those guys where <laughs> for some reason everybody thinks he was in the military just because it's got like a funny thing that Bob Ross right, was yeah. uh, it, the military? Or is it more long lines? Yeah, is it the Dr. Ruth was in the Israeli army? Is that true? It is true. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. That. And then, uh, let's see, you said the, the, there wasn't much in here, but you had the, the stats. I got to think. They sounded, uh, you know, like they could be correct. 44% happy little clouds, uh, snow-covered mountains, peaceful mountain lakes. These all sound like 
correct things that 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 uh, that that would be in his show. But uh, you know, is this uh, you know obviously you could uh, you could you know if you're a fan of Bob Ross yourself, you would know that and be able to come up with that. So that doesn't necessarily help me. You picked this game, not me. So the fact that you're known for a fro had nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can have been known to rock a uh, Bob Ross like hairdo <laughs> myself. Can uh, Google that if you don't believe me. <laughs> see. Oh, so the question is: Is it is it believable that? So his whole kind of art career was kind of just inspired by just like seeing the snow while he was in the Air Force, or or the, at least that would that's the story that he tells. Does that track for me? Uh, it kind of does because he doesn't. He seems like he could be like a self-taught kind of guy. Like it's not like it. It's not like a, you know. Oh, well, obviously Bob Ross went to the finest art schools and trade. You know, he seems like he he has kind of a do-it-yourself kind of uh, mentality. So that's it, it, it. Could be that could be. Well, hmm. <laughs> did you say where did the stats come from? Was that was that some kind of article or or, or study that you said it was from? I, I actually didn't say, but um, oh, I, gotcha. I, I actually was looking this up, uh, you know, writing a lot of lot of trivia questions. I actually found a data analysis of all of the <laughs> different things that Bob Ross painted and a breakdown, and just took the numbers from that report. Didn't do the research myself. No, I don't have that much spare time. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I actually saw the documentary, uh, one of the documentaries on his life recently, and uh, I had I had no idea there were 31 seasons of the show <laughs> over the years. And so that was like one of those things where it's like, wow, he painted a really long time. So I uh, just kept going at it until he couldn't go at it no more. Wow. Prolific, man. Okay. So I think I guess I've, I've uh, squeezed all the juice out of this one that I can. I've got a lot to mull over here because I'm not sure if I've made much progress as far as what I think is the false answer, but we're going to have to hear the last one. And uh, hopefully just the last one will be like, Oh, it's that one. That's the false one. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to lock you down until then. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here, as we move on to our final fact is fact number four. When it comes to putting the democratic into the democratic Republic of the Congo, Few people do a better job of it than Ross Mountain. Yes, the New Zealand native works for the UN as part of a task force working on humanitarian recovery development and peacekeeping operations, including election protection. Mr. Mountain was instrumental in making sure the 2006 elections in the DRC, the first multi-party elections in the country in 41 years, went smoothly. In the end, Joseph Kabila defeated Jean-Pierre Bemba in a runoff. As Mountain has said, peace doesn't fall from the sky. It's a long and slow process, and one must work hard for it. Okay. All right. So, so, so it's Frost Mountain, and uh, he was involved in peacekeeping in the, in, the, in the DRC. Okay. So there's a lot to take in there. So peace doesn't fall from the sky. It's a long and hard process, and you have to... F- Fight for it. So, what was it? It's a long and slow process, and one long must work hard for it. One must work hard for it. I'm sorry. All right, I'm just trying to 
piece. These were so, elections you, so if it's a 41 years in the making. <laughs> theoretically, if this is a fake fact, then you would have made that quote up. So would you, would you, does that, does that sound like a real quote to me? It sounds like it could be real. Ross Mountain. So this is, this is a really interesting meta situation here because with the category <laughs> Ross and the Mountain, either you saw, you had the category and then you're like, I'm going to make up a, a guy named Ross Mountain. That's going to be perfect. Or, like I was saying before, maybe this is one of these, you saw the story about Ross Mountain, and you're like, this is perfect, I'm going to build my Ross Mountain and Mountains category around this. So that's, I feel like that's the question I'm wrestling. Is it, is it one, or the, one or the other? I, 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 you know, definitely, as far as the facts of it, I'm not sure if I can glean anything there, it could be true. All right. I'm going to, I have to go back. So now we've, we've, we have all our four facts now, right? So it's just on me. Now. Yeah. We have, this uh, is crunch time here, right? This is crunch time. Okay. This is when you, uh, the, uh, what is this? The, uh, iron gets put to the road or something like that. I don't know. Sure. Sure. The Englishman goes up the hill and comes down a mountain. I <laughs> so with my guiding principle being, I, I would think, okay, putting myself again in the mind of, of the trivia writer, in the mind of AJ, I, you would want your fake facts, you would think, to appear the most plausible, and you would want your true facts to be your most can't-believe-it outlandish. You know, so it's opposite. I may have said this already. I probably did. So which one is the most plausible fact to me? And therefore, that one I should pick is the fake one. I think it's kind of like a Princess Bride, uh, the cup before you. Or... Yeah, clearly I cannot drink from the cup in front of me. <laughs> Wait till I get started. It's <laughs> a good Wallace, good Wallace Shawn there. Okay, uh, I've got my, my my little favorites. Yes. <laughs> so, which is the most plausible here? You know, I think. Ooh. Okay. I think I'm going to, I think I need to make a decision. My first most important decision, I need to make a decision on Ross Mountain. And I'm going to say that the Ross Mountain is something that could have inspired the category that you didn't make this up. I think you saw Ross Mountain and you built the category around that perhaps. So I'm going to say that's one of the true ones. I'm going to, I'm going to cross that out. Uh, now we're left with Two Celebrities and John Ross. Based on my knowledge of the Ross Sea, which, again, may or may not be helping me in this, in this moment, <laughs> and um, the fact that it sound, it's a pretty outlandish story that he saw mountains and, and, uh, and no one else saw them. It's a pretty good story, one that you would want to use, I would think. And if you were going to make up a story, I would think you would probably make one up. Maybe more you would want it. To, you would you would be you would more make one up about a celebrity. You know, it would be easier to pull out of the air like Ross from Friends or Bob Ross versus point. Let me make up John Ross the Explorer. Or, but you again, you could have been searching um, Rosses and John Ross came up and you decided to fudge a story for him. That's possible too. 
But I'm going to go with my logic here because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm already down this, this train here. I, you know, there's no going back. So I'm going to cross out John Ross. I'm going to say that one was true also. So I'm down between Schwimmer, between Ross from Friends and Bob Ross. Folks, this is where you can break out your peanuts and come up with your own rhyme. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, no, it's all good. To, you know, I'm sorry if I'm making a meal out of this. You know, I just, I, you it, know. We need to get these to 30 minutes. I'm fine with it. <laughs> you know, there's nothing worse than uh, being wrong on a game show. I can, I can tell you that from experience. Uh, okay, so um, which is the most plausible thing that you've probably made up. I'm going to say right off the bat, you know, I'm going to go back to the first story when you, when you, when you said, when you talked about, I was like, well, that seems right. You know, he hasn't been in anything and he could be in something uh, over there right now. And that makes sense, you know, and it, 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 it does, it, it rings true. It seems like something that you could have made up. You could have said, well, how do I get a mountain? angle oh well he's with uh what was it uh it was the mountain was the game of thrones it was his character from game of thrones is that what the mountain connection was in that one yeah a uh, character named yeah. uh, gregor the mountain Clegane. gregor the mountain right i'm sorry i'm not a game of thrones guy so uh, that's all right yeah it's uh played by multiple people over the course of of the show's run but this is one of the people who plans oh interesting i think i am going to even though mm, i feel like i'm there's something in my mind that says maybe you could have made up the stats about the happy little clouds and the snow covered mountains. That would be really diabolical. However, I am going to settle on David Schwimmer being number one, story number one, being the false story. Okay. Final, Final answer. answer. Final answer. Okay, good. Have to do the Regis impression or Susan Count, right? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so you have settled in that fact number one is, in fact, not fact number one, but actually fiction number one, two, oh, three, and four. We will... I'm nervous. Right, let, let's go through this. I mean, you know I'm going to Monty Hall this a little bit here. <laughs> uh, you were very uh, quick... Can I switch at the end? No, no, I don't offer that. <laughs> <laughs> because then you'd always switch if you do doing it right. right. You know, where's the fun of sticking to it in the first place? Uh, you're, uh, you're a lot smarter host than Monty Hall was, I guess. <laughs> or Wayne Brady, but that's a personal story. We're not getting into that right now. Um, all right, let's let's start with uh, you're the first one that you eliminated, which was was Ross Mountain. That was the first one you eliminated, so we'll start with that one. Uh, Ross Mountain. A guy who was part of a UN task force making sure that elections run smoothly. That was 100% true. That was a complete truth there. Yeah. Uh, when it came to making this question up, I actually stumbled across a guy named Ross Mountain. That was exactly how, <laughs> how I came up with this category. I said, that's funny. And then from there, I decided to see how many other facts about Ross and the mountain I could discover from there. So this was actually the first one I came up with. So I think you actually suggested that. So there you go. Uh, yeah, right, a guy named Ross right. Mountain. It's a weird name. And there, yeah. there, there you have it. Uh, yeah, he uh, was working in the DRC and uh, this is the first democratic elections and then there were problems with it and then the Kabila wouldn't 
ratify the results. He said, this is all fake news, fake news. And then he said, well, actually, uh, it's going to be a runoff. He's like, oh, no, no, then they count. They count. They absolutely count. Absolutely. <laughs> My bad. Did I say fake news? No, 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 totally legit results. You're right. Um, yeah, you know, the, the D and the DRC, uh, you know, it's maybe in quotation marks. But apparently, uh, Ross Mountain is very proud of his work in, in making sure that elections are safe for everybody. No gerrymandering in the DRC. <laughs> so, so, so far, so good. Well, I'm relieved at least I got that wrong. I, I, I feel like I may have picked wrong between Ross and Schwimmer, but I, the, the, I, the one thing I wanted to get right is I feel like you gave me a, a major meta challenge with the Ross Mountain part. It was, it was one or the other, and I feel like I pegged it right. It was the, inspire, it was the inspiration, so it had to be true. Absolutely. All right, well, let's move on then. Uh, I mean, look, I'm going to eliminate a, a fact here, uh, leaving one and one. And since you sure. brought, you took it down to the two celebrities, I'll take it down to the two celebrities. Why not? And sure. reveal that John Ross, the man who saw mountains that weren't actually there, a very true story. Uh, yeah, the Croker Mountains are uh, an optical illusion, a mirage, if you will, a particular type of mirage called, called a Feta Morgana. Uh, based on the Morgan Le Fay stories and everything, where mm -hmm. you see geographical features that are not there, but the angle of the light, the time of day, the water, you put all these things together and people see islands, people see mountains, people see things that aren't there. Just a couple of uh, weeks ago, I saw an article that uh, there was a geographic expedition that finally erased an island from the maps uh, down in the uh, oceanic area because like this... First, the guys who went out there said, and uh, there's an island there, and there's an island there, and there's an island there. And only like a couple of weeks ago, they said, you know, we went back and checked. There's actually no island there. <laughs> and it's not because of global warming. There was never an island there. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got better ways to potentially uh, figure these things out these days. I mean, they could have flown sure. their own. <laughs> and when it, when it went right through and <laughs> came out the other side. Perhaps the illusion would have been shattered, but yeah, crazy John Ross named the Croker Mountains, uh, and they don't exist. <laughs> that means two down, Alex, two to go. We were talking about, is it Ross from Friends? Is that the fiction? Is it Bob Ross and his happy clouds and his almighty mountains being painted on his shows? Well, it turns out, Alex, David Schwimmer. For the past two seasons, and British television is a little different, so seasons is not necessarily years, but for the past two seasons of a show called Intelligence, David Schwimmer has played a liaison to Cybercrimes Unit, name of yeah. Jerry Bernstein. However, Ian White has nothing to do with the show, and this is huh? the fiction, you are correct. Yes! Oh, great tease. I thought for sure I was done for. Yeah, uh, Ian White is a fine actor, and not in addition to playing Gregor the Mountain Clegane for uh, a season on the show, they then changed uh, his character. They they brought another actor in to play the Mountain, and then he became a character named One One. But uh, they, they they wanted they wanted the Mountain to to actually fight, and so they got a really big bodybuilder type guy who was one of those uh, world's strongest men 
Uh, and his nickname is now the mountain <laughs> when he, when he, you know, faces off against Magnus, Magnum, Magnuson and guys, so, you know, yeah, I used uh, to love those, uh, reruns on ESPN two, you know, 2 AM. Sure. Sure. College, uh, uh, staple. Yeah. Which means that Bob Ross, indeed, the first time he saw snow as he was a Florida boy was when he, at the age of. 1819 was in the Air Force Station in Alaska. He saw snow-covered mountains, and he said, I've got to paint them. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, 39% of all shows, he painted his almighty mountains, 34 of them with peaceful mountain lakes. And I mean, we all know about his happy little clouds, which pretty much uh, more than two out of every five. <laughs> A lot of forests, yeah, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I would have thought Happy Little Clouds was, uh, it was a little higher percentage, actually. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it was in the forest, it was nighttime, you know. <laughs> you yeah, you know, that's true, that's true. And perhaps sometimes the clouds were sad. Sad, depressed <laughs> clouds, because you, sir, are successful. You sussed out the fiction. Congratulations. Uh, well done, well, well played. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you have earned uh, a chance to pimp, plug, shout out, whatever you would like before I kick you to the curb. Oh, cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll just mention again um, my uh, new uh, trivia league slash newsletter. It's five questions uh, to your email every Monday through Friday. So we're uh, midway through season two right now. Uh, seasons, new season starts up every month. So um schooloftrivia.com or find me on Twitter. Uh, the link is in my bio. And uh, yeah, come join us. It's, we're uh, having a lot of fun, uh, having a lot of good feedback so far, and people seem to be uh, enjoying it. So uh, every uh, quiz is kind of uh, themed like your like your uh, questions were today. It's very, very uh, reminiscent of that. So and some like kind of a tidbit that inspires every quiz that goes it's uh, part of the newsletter. So uh, yeah, it's a good time. Excellent. Well, I had a good time talking to you, sir. Uh, congratulations on being victorious. Now, get out of my hot seat. You're giving me a bad reputation <laughs> here. i got to get the repairman in here. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who enjoyed this podcast, you can join our Facebook group, Beat My Guest the Fans Hot Seat, and meet the community that surrounds it. And, of course, we'd like to contribute to the cause. I'm going to say no to that. But that's not required. All that's required is that you tell your friends about this show. And we'll be back next week with another brand new exciting episode. Until then. Bye-bye. Did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Facebook at Beat My Guest, the fans' hot seat. If you'd like to help contribute to the cause and help make more episodes possible, we ain't gonna say no to that. Find us at patreon.com slash beatmyguest. And if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This is absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. 